here at the Henry Wilson Shoe Shop, which is right on the corner of Mill Street and West Central Street in Natick, is just the small 10-footer. It's red and it's today sat right in a busy intersection, as you can probably hear as the car is going by. Looking inside of the window of the shop, you see these big cast iron machines and all around the shop are these molds and cast iron clamps and tools which were used to fold the brogan and get it into shape and form. It's stunning to think that so much of Wilson's life, so much of his thoughts happened in this little shop. You know, so many people drive by here every day. I've probably seen over 100 cars drive by here in the past five minutes. So few people actually realize the importance which this little 10-footer had on the history of our country. The Henry Wilson Shoe Shop is the thing that most people in Natick, Massachusetts associate with Henry Wilson. The small red shoe shop is a major landmark within the town and known throughout the community as a place where a vice president worked. The style of the shoe shop is a ten-footer. Ten-footers were common throughout the early 19th century throughout towns in New England. They're called ten-footers because most of them are around ten by ten feet. By the later half of the 1800s, ten-footers went out of style with factories becoming the standard for shoemakers. The Wilson Shoe Shop was built around 1825 and used as Wilson's workplace from the mid-1830s through the 1850s when he left the shoe business to go into national politics. At the peak of Wilson's success, he hired over 100 workers, making hundreds of thousands of shoes each year. The types of shoes that Wilson made were brogans, basically cheaply made leather shoes that were sold to Boston markets to be sent to the south for the use by enslaved people. The Henry Wilson 10-footer has been preserved to be in its original form since its use by Henry Wilson. Looking inside its windows, you can see the authentic machines and tools used by him and his associates to craft the brogans. Below the 10-footer is a small, equally-sized basement which used to be accessed from the outside, though can now only be accessed from a small hatch in the center of the floor. On the same grounds as the shoe shop stands a flagpole and a replica of the Liberty Bell that was used as a symbol of abolitionism before and during the Civil War. On the front of the shoe shop, there is a sign that reads, quote, In this little shoe shop, Henry Wilson, 20th Vice President of the United States, learned to make shoes and was known as the Natick Cobbler, end quote. Despite the sign being there for decades, it is actually mostly incorrect. First, Wilson wasn't the 20th vice president, he was the 18th. Second, he did not learn to make shoes here. He already knew the trade pretty well when he began his business here. And three, while Wilson was known as a cobbler, he was not one. A cobbler is someone who fixes shoes. Wilson made shoes, making him a cordwainer or a shoemaker. On July 24, 2000, the Henry Wilson Shoe Shop was added to the national record of historic places. The shoe shop sits less than a mile from where Wilson lived and where he is buried, though it is just outside the Henry Wilson Historic District.
Upon talking with some family about the shoe shop, I learned that my uncle, who works as a roofer, actually was contracted to restore the roof and some of the window fixtures over a decade ago, a pretty interesting personal connection. If you're from Natick or visiting and haven't looked at the shoe shop up close, I encourage you to check it out. It's pretty cool. If you head over to henrywilsonhistory.com and search shoe shop in the search bar, you can find some pictures of the red 10-footer throughout the years, as well as what it looks like on the inside. You can find Henry Wilson and the Civil War on every podcast platform, and be sure to listen as we journey through the life of Henry Wilson. Episodes are released on Tuesdays and Thursdays throughout the summer. Thanks for listening to Henry Wilson and the Civil War.